All right, everybody, welcome to the Bubbler Sports Podcast. Today is Tuesday, June 1st, and I hope everyone had a happy Memorial Day, long weekend, sports-filled weekend. That's what we're here to talk about. So thank you for joining me. Uh, It's a new podcast. I figured we're going to just focus on or highlight Wisconsin sports you know, living it, living in Wisconsin, bleeding Wisconsin sports. Uh, just wanted to talk about it, and then of course we'll highlight other sports events as they go on. Uh, but yeah, let's just dive right into it. First up is the NBA, which you know, Wisconsin-wise, of course, the Bucks haven't been playing for a while. Thank God, because they swept their series. They are resting, lying, and waiting for the winner of the Brooklyn-Boston series. Looks like it's gonna be Brooklyn, uh, who everyone is assuming is just gonna is gonna make it uh, out of the East. Uh, in fact, you know what? I'm gonna open up with a, a slight, you know, fuck you right here, fuck you, Draymond Green. I was watching the was it the Wizards and the 76ers telecast, and before the game, he was just saying, "No one but no one but the." Um, Nets are going to come out of the East. Chuck stepped in and said, oh, the Bucks have a chance. Draymond me and he said, no, no way in hell. Well, guess what? Fuck you, Draymond. I'm a ride or die with uh, the Bucks. I'm just going to assume that they are going to win. Uh, and then if they don't, then okay, maybe a retroactive apology. But until then, I'm just going to say, you know, shut up. Just shut up, Draymond. You didn't even make the playoffs. You were in your little tournament. Didn't even make it. You shut up. Hope the Bucks win, but they're resting. Thank God they're the only team to sweep in the playoffs. Uh, let's see the rest of the series. So yeah, uh, Washington ended up winning their game today. I don't think Embiid was playing for the 76ers. That was their first one of the series to avoid a sweep. Uh, Knicks, Atlanta, Atlanta's up three one. I think everyone's kind of hoping the Knicks could uh, can pull that together. The Knicks are weird, right? Everyone hates the Knicks, but then if they're out of the playoffs for a decade, then people go. Well, no, we want the Knicks to be good again, which I agree is better for baseball. But it's kind of funny when the team everyone usually hates, people start rooting for. That'll last for a hot second, and then people are going to just start hating the Knicks again. And then I mentioned Brooklyn-Boston. That's 3-1. I mean, it looks like Brooklyn is going to win. And admittedly, they do look a little unstoppable, but I just, I'm just i a Bucks fan. What else do you expect me to say? I just want Boston to win as many games as possible. Hope somehow... That, like, Katie, I mean, you never wish for a player to get hurt. Of course, health is important. Don't want a career-ending injury. But if KD or Kyrie or someone, you know, they they tend to have uh, injuries, you know, history. So if they were to tweak something, wouldn't necessarily break my heart. But, again, don't wish any ill will. But if I were to say anything like that, maybe a little, you know, a little ankle sprain or something there to just take them out for a little while, give the Bucks a better chance. But, um... Uh, but yeah, I don't think there's any surprises there. I mean, I the Knicks Atlanta, it's the four five. You know, I feel like it's it's like the eight nine in the in the March Madness tournament, right? It's a freaking coin toss. I think people were hoping for something a little closer in three two. I mean, who knows? New York could go on a run here, and we'll see. But I don't think there's too much of a surprise that's going on in the East, uh, and then in the West, everything is tied. Every series is two two, except Utah Memphis, which is on right now. It's a three-point game with four minutes to go, so we'll see how this turns out. It could very easily just be a 2-2 series across the Western Conference, uh, which every time I look, 
I forget that Utah's the one seed. Utah has got to be the most boring one seed of all time in the Western Conference, at least. Or at least least notable. I, I don't know. I know it's like the Lakers are the flashy team. They're the defending champs, and they had to go in that playing tournament. And everyone is talking about the Lakers and how they're going to go on a run and just win the title again. But Utah is the one seed. Admittedly, I've, I've not watched in a set other than this right now. I'm barely watching them play. So I kind of feel bad about that, that they're kind of that forgettable one seed. So part of me is hoping they go on a run here and people get a chance to actually see them play and not just forget about them. But we'll see. Uh, amazingly, Clippers-Dallas is 2-2. feel like everyone said the Clippers are dead. They're done. Uh, they're down 0-2 in this series. Now they've won two in a row. Uh, but that's the one where if they fail, you kind of got to blow it up, right? Like this is the second time that they've had a quote super team and, you know, assuming they lose, which I'm not saying they are, but let's just say they do lose a series. This is the second time they've had a quote super team and not done anything with it. So I don't know what's going on there. That's one of those franchises that I don't even know if people want to see them succeed, but they've always been in the shadow of the Lakers. So part of me feels bad for them. I'd like to see them, you know, at least get out of this first round so that it doesn't seem as bad as maybe it is. But, yeah, I don't know. Luka's just a beast, so we'll see what goes on there. Uh, yeah, Denver, Portland, not going to lie. I haven't seen a single second of that series. Um, I mean, a lot of games going on. Hard to catch them all, but 2-2. Uh, and then Lakers, Phoenix. Uh, the one, you know, Phoenix finally, they get the two seed and then they run into a seven seed defending championship Lakers with LeBron. I am a LeBron fan, so I hope the Lakers win and move on. I would love to see a Lakers-Milwaukee final. Uh, personally, that's what I would like to see. Uh, but yeah, we'll just keep our ears there. The only other thing with the NBA going on is, you know, the topic that, uh, you know, the fans getting a little rowdy in, what, three instances now uh, where... People, fans are throwing stuff on the court. People are, I mean, it's crazy that people are doing that. Like, we've been locked up in our houses for a year and a half. And what's the first thing people do when we're allowed back into stadiums? We start throwing stuff around. I saw the quotes uh, Kyrie had after he had a water bottle thrown at him and what KD said. Uh, I'm not the biggest fans of either of those guys. I mean, not for any personal reason other than, um, like KD, I didn't like it when he went to the super team with the Warriors because I just didn't, I don't, you know, they're already winning, but whatever. Like, it's nothing personal. I love what they had to say. I completely agree. People need to grow up and, and like, what are we doing throwing stuff on the, on the court at players? Like, I, I, I don't know. People baffle me sometimes with their thought process on stuff like that. But anyways, that's just a quick one through Bucks are looking uh, good, solid. I love seeing them sweep Miami. You know, the team we lost to last year in the playoffs sucked last year. I mean, does this prove that the bubble fucked us over? Maybe, you know, like that's what people thought. Like the Miami, where they did the bubble help them and then did it hurt us? Hard to say, other than looking at this series and say, well, we swept them the very next year. I mean, teams are different every year, but. You know, that speaks a lot. I'm just happy to get as much rest as possible for facing most likely the Nets. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens in that series. The East, I mean, the top three teams in the East, I think any of them could go to the finals. They're, you know, Philly, uh, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. I mean, I'm a little biased with Milwaukee, but 
those very top heavy there in the east i think uh next oh i'll, I'll get to upcoming games so tomorrow or tonight june 1st uh boston at brooklyn uh again brooklyn's winning that 3-1 portland at denver 2-2 and then la at phoenix 2-2 so that's the lineup for uh tuesday june 1st for that night in games uh next up is mlb i mean they're in the middle of the regular season there's not a whole lot to talk about here i just wanted to bring up the brewers for a second because they're kind of on a winning streak here the last time i look i mean i can't i don't keep up with the brewers all year long because it's such a long season even in like a shortened covid season but um last i saw they were on a losing streak uh, you know, they'd lost like 10 of their last 12 games or something dumb like that, but they're riding high. They got a five game winning streak. Oh, I mean, I felt like two months ago we were first in the NL and then we're on this losing streak and we're looking like trash. Uh, but now we're winning five games in a row or third in the division, but a game and a half back of the division. And then, uh, in the NL overall, we're uh let's see we're kind of in the middle of the pack we're five games out of it like it's it's kind of packed right that's what happens in baseball but um our run differential is negative 12 that's a problem like looking at them I felt like our pitching is great but we just couldn't get any runs um i don't know whether it's true or not let me see i can but yeah i mean other than that like the brewers they're you know five games in a row awesome great still early they're 29 25 four games over 500 We'll see how the rest of the season goes. I also fact this is what I think the field is now American family field. It, it's always it'll always be Miller Park to me. I think it will be for everyone. I can't believe the names change. It sucks, but that's how it goes. Uh, but I mean, not nothing much about the Brewers. They're just you know they're they're looking better right now than what I felt like a month ago. So I guess that's good to see. If anything. Next up is the NHL. Playoffs are going on. Uh, Wisconsin doesn't have a professional team, which is why this will always be an interesting sport to talk about. But for me personally, I did grow up in Minnesota. I am a Wild fan. They're my my, my number one team. My number two team is uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, I've actually been a Penguins fan uh, for longer in my life, and I've been a Wild fan, which is kind of crazy to talk about. Uh, but both of them did make the playoffs. They did lose already in the first round of the playoffs. The Wild, I didn't expect a whole lot, I guess, because they're going up against the Vegas Knights, who you could argue they're going up against the, the Colorado Avalanche. Now you could argue those are the two best teams in hockey all year long. Uh, so they didn't have a lot of hope going into that series, uh, but they, they surprised me. They won the first game in overtime. Uh, they pushed it to seven games. I was very hopeful. Uh, they didn't end up winning, but it was nice to see uh, Talbot, our goalie, was looked good most of the series, so that was awesome. Parisi, was, he was a healthy stretch for a while just because he's been playing shitty, and I, that's the jersey I own, so I take that a little personally. I want to see him play well. Uh, but he ended up uh, being very effective and important later on in the series, so it was just nice seeing those guys go. It's always disappointing. They can never get out of the first round. They I remember a couple years ago, maybe four or five years ago, they were like the one seed overall, lost in the first round. They can't get out of the first round other than their first year or two in the league when they went to the Western Conference Finals and lost to the Mighty Ducks to go to the Stanley Cup. But 
They just they just can't get out of the first round since then, and it's the most annoying thing in the world. They're just stuck in limbo. You know, they're always good enough to get there, but not that extra step to get better. So it's just very frustrating to see. Um, and then on the flip side, my other team, the Penguins, uh, you know, I mean, nothing to complain about there. They did lose in the first round, which is tough to see. But, I mean, they've won three Stanley Cups since I've been in high school, so I can't really complain a whole lot about uh, the Penguins. Uh, they were the one seed in their division. Uh, played the Islanders again. Lost to them again. They lost the Islanders in the first round a year or two ago in the playoffs. So I'm now officially, when it's happened twice, I'm officially a the Islanders suck. I hate the Islanders. They're playing in Boston in the series right now. They won tonight to tie up the series one-to-one uh but i'm officially i fucking hate the islanders that's my stance now so i will be rooting for boston which is hard for me to do with a city like boston where they win so many championships hard for me to root for a boston team the islanders have done that they've gotten me to that point where i hate them and i'm rooting for the boston bruins so there you go thank you new york boston whatever uh, the other game tonight was the Maple Leafs against the Canadians. Uh, heartbreaker. The Canadians beat the Maple Leafs. It was a game seven. Uh, Toronto is up 3-1 in their series. That's always such a gut punch to be to be up 3-1 in a series and to lose is, is ridiculous. I'd almost... I don't know. Like I just can't imagine that happening. That just... People always think of the LeBron coming back against the Warriors. Like, that was amazing. Well, that just happened to the Maple Leafs, who, you know, they've, they've been waiting to have a good team and to make a run, and they get up 3-1 in a series and just completely blow it. That's uh, a tough scene. And for those people who don't know, um, with the Canadian-U.S. border and, you know, the pandemic still going on, uh, they, they put all the Canadian teams in the same division, so they're just playing each other right now through the playoffs until they get to the semifinals round not sure what they're gonna do at that point about potentially crossing the border or not but like right now they're just having the canadian teams play each other until they get to that next point so uh kind of interesting i like that hockey can just they just kind of figured out on the spot sometimes last year in the bubble they did something similar they had two or three bubbles uh you know, in the U.S. and in Canada until they got to, like, a certain point, uh, which is admirable. I think it's cool that they're willing to, like, kind of shift and make changes like that, so that's really cool. Uh, let's see, NHL schedule. So uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, June 1st, the only game going on is Tampa against Carolina. Then on Wednesday, it's Montreal against Winnipeg, and then uh, Vegas against Colorado. Which, again, uh, Colorado won the first game in that, so they're up 1-0. Montreal-Winnipeg will be the first game of that series. And then uh, Tampa's up on Carolina one game to 0. Uh, so then moving on to NFL. So obviously Packers, diehard Packer fan. The only thing I'm going to really bring up here, so Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers, you turn on the news, NFL primetime, NFL live, whatever. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be a Packer. He is going to be a Packer. He's not going to be a Packer. He is going to be a Packer. It's his fault. Let's be mad at him. It's Gutekunst's fault. Let's be mad at him. It's a mess. I don't want to be in this situation. Um, I mean, as a Packer fan, this is my first taste of being in a bad situation my entire life. Brett Favre was 
quarterback in what 91 i was born in 89 so literally like almost my entire life i've had Favre and aaron two hall of famers so it's people are gonna roll their eyes and it's gonna be hard for like if we complain hard for anyone to take that and understandably so we've had a pretty good situation um I mean, we've only had two Super Bowls in that time, so I'm not saying it's the best situation in the world. People always roll their eyes at me. But, you know what? I'm not going to apologize for having two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back-to-back. That's what you want. Like, I'm not going to apologize for that. Just If you're a, you know, Browns, no, sorry, Browns fans, Mitch, sorry. Uh, if you're a Browns fan or, like, a Vikings fan or whatever, and you're going through all these quarterbacks and you're yelling at Packer fans, like, no, you shut up because you've had two Hall of Famers back-to-back. You're lucky as fuck. Yeah, we are. And, like, you would take that situation. Like, don't be mad at me. Like, this, yeah, I, we've been in a good situation. I'm not going to apologize for that. That's what you want. You know, I wish we had more Super Bowls. I'm not going to complain about wanting more Super Bowls. So, sorry, not sorry. Uh, but, yeah, it's a mess right now. I don't like it. It's not fun, you know, to bring people up to speed. A quick timeline. I mean, there's not a lot of official things that have happened. It's Jordan Love was drafted in the 2020 draft. Aaron was clearly not. He says that isn't what started it. It's hard to believe that. Um, But if the GM drafts your replacement without talking to you about it, and not only draft, but moves up in the draft to take him, like, that's tough. And people say, well, I mean, you know, Aaron was drafted when Favre was playing. And, like, I get that. I, I They are similar, but I do think they're different enough where Aaron was arguably number one overall pick. And he fell to 25. And Favre had been doing this, I'm going to retire, just kidding, not going to retire thing for a couple of years. Like, yeah, we're going to draft Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love is a guy I'd never even heard of. Admittedly, I'm not a draft guy. But Jordan Love was not number one overall draft talent. Like, there are quarterbacks taken ahead of a multiple. And, like, we traded up to get him. And Aaron was not saying anything about retirement. Admittedly, his play had dipped a little. But, like, Aaron Rodgers' play dipping a little is, like, he's still better than 75% of the league. And we were coming off of... An NFC championship. So, like, I don't... I think they're different enough where it's enough to talk about it. Uh, Like, Jordan Love's a guy I'd never heard of. He was not number one overall talent like Aaron Rodgers was. So, Jordan Love gets drafted. Aaron kind of... I mean, nothing big really happens until... The end of the season, I mean, there were a couple things like Jordan Rodgers like, praised Jake uh, Kumaro. He loved him, and then he was cut the next day, and it's like, well, what the fuck? I just said I like this guy, and then you cut him. Like, there's a couple things like that that happen, but it, basically the season plays out. Aaron has an MVP season. We lose to Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, who, you know, has something to do with this a little bit, where Brady left New England basically for the same reason, because... Belichick wanted to get rid of Tom and keep Garoppolo. And literally, like, from that moment on, Tom and Belichick didn't really get along anymore. And Tom was like, I'm gone when my contract's done. Like, I'm out of here. It's a similar-ish situation, except it's coach versus, like, GM for the Packers. But Tom goes to Tampa, 
they basically get um, all the weapons in the world, and then they win a Super Bowl. And that makes Aaron go, well, I want weapons too. How come we don't ever make moves? But anyways, like after that, the, the next thing is like the Schefter tweet where he says that like basically the you know coaches and GMs have gone to Aaron to try to resign him and he said no um but then that was kind of like it turned out Shefty tweeted that without any sources or something like that which is kind of weird and, but then it you know rumors came out that Rodgers was saying I'm not coming back unless you fire Gutekunst which people didn't love understandably so it's not fun to be it's not good to be like i want a guy fired like people you know jobs like people don't like it when you attack their job so that was not a great look for aaron but i look at it like this me personally and i'm probably you can say i'm right wrong indifferent whatever but if that was the case like if that's what it took to bring aaron Rodgers back i would fire gouda and people might not like that but the way I look at it is this, like I used to work in sales, like as an account manager, you're kind of like the GM and then your, your sales accounts are your assets. They're your players. If my biggest customer or player like wants something done at, at the company, the sales company, like we do it. Like I worked in sales, we redid warehouse strategies and structures and and brought in different softwares for our top end customers like we changed our structure because of our customer and gudekunz is not changing the structure for aaron and in me as a, an account manager if i lose my biggest account in this way where i know that like okay say my account is like aaron Rodgers, where yeah he is people say arrogant or whatever but like he's got a chip on his shoulder. He likes being involved. He doesn't like being blindsided. Like you know how he reacts to things and you choose to blindside him with this. That's not great management of a player. Like I get this is a business, but at the end of the day, you're managing p- people with emotions and everyone's different and you have to manage them in their own way. And he didn't do it. He didn't do his job as a GM for Aaron. If this is true, if all of this is true, Big asterisk, big caveat. If this is true, he didn't do his job as a GM. And I would be fired if I was an account manager and I lost my biggest account. Like, I, that's just what would happen. You'd be fired. And that's, in theory, what could happen with Gutekunst. And I'm sorry, like, I side with Aaron because he's the best player on your team. Why? From what I hear, he doesn't want total control of, like, decisions or coaching. He just wants to be involved he just wants to hear the decisions being made maybe put some input in maybe you listen to him every once in a while but like he just wants to be involved a little bit like that's what you want right as a gm like your best player who's a smart guy like you want him to do this like i don't know why we're not doing it so so yeah i 100 percent agree with aaron i'm if you know all this is true i'm on aaron's side uh, it's a player-driven league, you know. I mean, he's he's the one going out there and playing and putting up the big numbers and, and being an MVP. Like he's the one who's proven it to the organization. You should probably be listening to Aaron Rodgers. And the fact that Gugunz is like, no, you go do your job. Like I get it. Like technically, that's probably correct. Like you do your job, I'll do my job. Like that's it. 
but that's not what this is. Like these are people who want to be listened to, especially after Tom Brady. Like after Tampa did this for Tom Brady, it kind of got people seeing it. That this is a thing. So why wouldn't you want to listen to Aaron? So that's that's my thing. Uh, you know, uh, they're saying that June first is like the cutoff date. Where like post June first is when they would make a move to trade him. We'll see if anything happens. Obviously, I hope they can work it out. But at this point, I don't think they can. And I think Aaron is probably gone. And now here's our our quarterbacks on our roster: Kirk Ben Kirk, who I've admittedly never heard of. Jordan Love, who drafted, who Aaron has said, like, he loves Jordan Love. That isn't necessarily the reason he's leaving. So, like, great. And then Blake Bortles, who, if he becomes our starter, all right, let's go. I'm just going to tell myself he made it to an AFC championship game and was one quarter or one good quarter or half away from beating Tom Brady, making it to the Super Bowl. And I'm just going to hope that Blake Bortles can be that guy for us. (laughs) And we'll see what happens. But I'm very worried that... Uh, as a Pack fan, I'm about to enter a very dark time of the organization and losing a lot if Aaron Rodgers is not on the team. So we will see what happens. Um, you know, other than that, just the first four games of the season coming up will be at New Orleans, Detroit at home, at San Fran, Pittsburgh at home. So I actually view all those as very winnable, especially with Aaron. Without him, I I don't know. I we'll see, but um, but yeah. Also, side note, I don't like the extra the the week a uh, eighteen or seventeen games. Not a fan. I know people are like, oh, more football is better. I'm not a fan. Officially, not a fan. Uh, it's weird that teams some teams have more home games than road games, or vice versa. Like I think the Packers have more road games than home games this year. Uh, I'm never gonna get used to saying like ten and seven. Just too built into saying ten and six or eight and eight. Not a fan. I the NFL to me, like they always make the worst decisions. They just go, Oh, people like this more, let's do it. Like I I don't know. I just think the NFL makes terrible decisions as an organization or a league. But you know, there we go. So those are the Wisconsin. Not a lot of badger news. It's not basketball season. It's not football season. Uh, I'm not like a big recruit follower guy. Maybe I'll bring someone on sometime who is, and they can talk to it. But not a lot of news in Badger world. Uh, women's hockey won the national championship. That was awesome. The men got bounced in their first game. That was not awesome, but congrats to women's hockey. That's add as many trophies as the case as possible, to, uh, in my opinion. So it's great to see. Uh, so the only, only other two like sidebars I had to talk about uh, were first... Uh, golf PGA champ or not championship, but I guess I will talk about that a little bit because I've been a, a diehard Phil fan my entire uh, life. But uh, yeah, the Colonial or it's not called it's some bullshit sponsor name now. Charles Schwab actually yeah, it's a Charles Schwab, which is crazy to me because that's what like the FedEx Cup is called for the the senior tour. <laughs> like, but this was the Charles Schwab on the PGA tour. Anyways. I'm a big Jordan Spieth fan, too. I was really hoping he was going to uh, win. He was leading going into the final round, uh, but then uh, lost to Jason Kokrak, which this was his second win of his uh, career. Uh, I think his first, I'm trying to, I'll have to look up what his first win was. Um, but, yeah, Jordan shot, let me bring up the leaderboard here. 
He did not play well. Like the front nine, he, he had three bogeys in a row on holes like three, four, and five, or two, three, four. Um, but he shot a 73 in the final round. Uh, not great. Uh, he won earlier in this year in Dallas, actually. So this would have been his second win in, in the state of Texas or in the township area of Dallas, which would have been awesome. I'm a, I'm I'm a firm believer that other than Tiger and Phil, I think Jordan Spieth is the biggest needle, and it's not close to those two guys. And Phil isn't close to Tiger. Like Tiger is in his own stratosphere, and then it's Phil, and then I I do think it's Jordan. Like I think the Jordan Jordan is the biggest needle mover. Other than those two, uh, I know for me, and I am obviously biased. I'm a fan of his, but for me, like if he wasn't playing this tournament, I would have watched. It. I wouldn't have watched it. But he was leading going into the final round. I I had it on like in the background all day. And uh, I just, I just love it when him and Miguel, <laughs> Greller, his uh, caddy, when they're talking, and you can just tell that Jordan is kind of a little bit of a crazy person. Uh, he had a bad shot, and he was just talking to himself about it all the way up the fairway to the green. Uh, and Greller just stands there and just says, "Yeah," like every thirty seconds. I don't even know if he's listening, but uh, I, I don't know. I just love, like I feel like, obviously, I'm not as good as him but a little bit of like the casual golfer where they'll complain about their own shots or talk to themselves and that's what jordan does so maybe that's what makes him a little bit relatable but i'm just a huge jordan speed fan hoping he could have gotten his second win uh of the year uh, he got second jason kokrak shot a final around 70 jordan a 73 um but still still great to see him get second because i think that moved him into se- second place in the season standings for the fedex cup and also, like, as many high finishes as, as he can get is awesome because we're going to the Ryder Cup this year, and I would love to see Jordan be there. And in addition, I would love to see Phil make it because Phil coming off of the PGA Championship the week, last week, I don't think people, or maybe some people get it, but I don't think some people realize how big of a deal that is. He became the oldest person to win a major, and he beat it by two, three years. Like, people... Like, the Tiger moment in 2019 is amazing. Uh, but I loved seeing Phil get actually a similar reaction. This didn't happen in the Masters to Tiger, but it happened at the Tour Championship when he won the year before when people just broke through the barricades and followed him up the fairway. Like, Phil got the same treatment. And that was cool to see because I do think those two guys are, like, in their own universe. And, like, Tiger's obviously way better than Phil, but Phil still, this was his 45th career win. That's nothing to sneeze at. He's in the top 10 now. Uh, and yet this was his sixth major, which puts him like in 12th overall, tied with like Faldo, who's, you know, a legend in his own right. Um, but I don't think people realize how big of a deal this is that Phil won. Uh, you know, it, I think it's, it's downplayed a little bit because it was a PGA championship versus like, Tiger did at the Masters, which it's the Masters, of course. Like, that's the most magical place for that to happen. Or even the British, which is the oldest tournament, or the U.S. Open, which would have, you know, finished off his career slam. Like, I think it is downplayed a little bit because it's a PGA Championship, which if I had to rank the majors, it's last. You know, it goes Masters, British, and then the U.S. Open, and then the PGA for me. But, like, it's still amazing that he did this and yeah it was like a final round like 73 like he shot one over but like everyone was playing like shit i shouldn't say playing like shit 
everyone was shooting high scores because it was a windy, tough course. PGA's kind of tried to put on this, you know, U.S. Open light, you know, characteristic lately where, you know, for the last, like, five or six years, the winning score has been, on like, eight under or worse. So, uh, yeah, Phil, I hope he can have some high finishes and, you know, make it to on the Ryder Cup team or become or be a pick because that'd be cool to see, like, to be in person and see potentially his last Ryder Cup team as a player. That that would be awesome. And admittedly, like, I do wish this was probably his swan song. He probably won't win again. I mean, I hope he does. I want him to win a U.S. Open and cap off the career slam. Uh, but I, I wish, <laughs> I wish, you know, I. I'm glad he won the PGA Championship because I just wanted him to have one last major and moment. I do wish it would have been a U.S. Open, though. I'm not going to lie. But it's amazing. I'm so happy. that was I was, you know, when Phil was winning majors in his heyday in the mid-2000s, I was like, you know, when you pick a golfer and you become a fan of theirs, when they win a major, it's like the Super Bowl. Like, when they win the Super Bowl. Like, that's maybe a little dramatic because Super Bowl is the biggest sporting event ever. But, like, that's them winning the championship. And it's amazing. So it was awesome to see him win it again. Uh, also, side note, thought it was funny. So the week after Phil won the PGA, uh, so this week uh, the Senior Tour had their PGA Championship. Uh, the winner of the Senior PGA Championship was actually younger than Phil, who won obviously the the main like the PGA Tour P, uh, Championship. So thought that was kind of funny. Uh, last topic of the day: tennis. Uh, not a big tennis guy. I shouldn't say not a big. Probably a bigger tennis guy than most people because I watch every Grand Slam and like every round of Grand Slam and as many matches as I can watch. Uh, I'm a big Rafa guy. Uh, you know, I'm not anti-Federer. Like Federer is a great dude and is an amazing player. I just like Rafa more. So I, I root for him over Federer. Uh, and... It's the French Open, which is Federer, uh, not Federer, uh, Nadal's best uh, surface. And if he wins this, he surpasses. He's tied with Federer right now for the most Grand Slams of all time at 20. If he wins this, he surpasses him. And, you know, in some people's eyes, that's him being cemented as the greatest tennis player of all time. I think people would probably still argue it because, like, more than half of them are at one event. And for some reason, people like to you know, downplay someone's greatness because of that. Uh, yeah, of course, I wish he had won more of the other tournaments, but he's he's an amazing hardcore player still. Like, he won the U.S. Open. He's won the U.S. Open four times, including two years ago. That's amazing. The Australian is kind of his snake-bitten one where he's only won it once, and every year he seems to lose in the semis or quarters because he's hurt. Um but he's an amazing player. If anything, I wish he'd won more Wimbledons, but for a while there, grass is his worst court. Uh, and now, you know, he's made a run the last couple of years, like deep in the tournament, but, you know, he just hasn't been able to finish it off. I mean, this is his tournament. It's tough because if he doesn't win, it's just viewed as a failure. Like, that's how much he wins here, where the expectation is Rafa wins. Like, I both love and loathe the French Open because... I love because coming in, I'm like, well, this is Rafa's tournament. He should this is the best chance to win and then beat Federer's record. But at the same time, he's expected to win, so that just that expectation is crazy high on him. Uh, 
So that makes it a little more like, you know, expectations are expectations are the worst. You're going to hear that a lot from me. Expectations are the worst. Um, but, you know, because that expectation is there, um, you know, the pressure is on. So if he doesn't win, it's just viewed as like a failure. So we'll see what happens there. But on the women's side, of course, Osaka today uh, withdrew from the tournament. Uh, she had been... She did an on-court interview after her first round win, but then skipped the press conference because she just she didn't want to. And then the French Open, the organization came out and said, like, if you do this again, you you could possibly be defaulted from the tournament. Like, basically, kicked out. Of, they're gonna kick her out of the tournament. And which is cr- like crazy to me that they would do that, because um, it's not a requirement from what I n- think I know. Uh, but they're making this ruling anyways. And I saw Patrick McEnroe came out and was, you know, he was surprised that they came out like firing hot like that, saying that they could potentially DQ her for doing this. And, you know, he didn't agree with it. But then I saw, you know, Billie Jean King was tweeting out saying that, you know, it's important. Uh, everyone, had, you know, basically the first paragraph was her like complimenting uh, Naomi and being like, oh, I admire and respect her. But, um, I think, you know, let's see here. While it's important that everyone has their right to speak the truth, I have always believed that as a professional athlete, we have the responsibility to make ourselves available to the media. In our day, without the press, nobody would have known who we are or what we thought. There is no question uh, they have helped grow, build and grow our sport to what it is today. I acknowledge things are very different now with social media and everyone uh, having an immediate ability to speak their truth. Media still plays an important role in telling our story. There's no question that our media needs to respect certain boundaries, but at the end of the day, it's important we respect each other, respect each other, and we are in this together. Uh, one, I very much disagree. Like that's like she said herself. Like people have social media where they can give their you know their feelings out. Like we don't need the press conference to do it. And the thing with Naomi is people seem to be surprised that she, after she uh, quit and she was like, I need to take some mental health time. People seem to be surprised that she like had like these mental health scares or whatever you want to call it. I thought everyone knew because she's documented being very, very shy, not wanting to talk to the media. Like this is who she is and she doesn't want to do it. And I can't believe that people, you know, I, I can't believe Bill, I very much disagree with what Billie Jean King said. And then I like how, you know, today she tweeted out, it's incredibly brave that Naomi Saka has revealed the truth about her struggle with depression. Right now, the important thing is that we need to give her the space and time she needs. We wish her well. What the fuck are you talking about? Like two days ago, you were saying the opposite. And now you're switching your tune, like back her when she needed it. And anyway, like I can't believe it's ridiculous that she had to quit the tournament in order for this to be a thing. Like it's not required from what I know. So don't fucking make her do it. If she doesn't want to do it, you know, it's like Marshawn Lynch with the whole, you know, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. Like, I don't know why we make people do this. If they don't like they're paid to play the game, not the media. So, I don't know, I just thought that that was absolutely ridiculous that it had to come down to her having to quit, and now she's saying she's going to take some time away from the sport in court uh, to get her head right. Like, 
I hope she does. She's amazing. She's she's the biggest star since the Williams sisters. Like Coco Goff is potentially that for the Americans, but like she hasn't won anything yet, like Grand Slam wise. Like Naomi Osaka is the biggest star since the Williams sisters, and we're fucking driving her out of the sport. Like I don't know what they're thinking. So that's just insane to me. Uh, so I hope she does well, and you know I hope she comes back soon, and I hope people stop forcing her to do things like this that she doesn't want to do. Um, so yeah, I wish everything well, Naomi. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's everything I had on this inaugural episode. Uh, if there, if there's anything people feel like I missed, uh, let me know. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is set up at bubbler underscore sports, uh, for both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so yeah, just make sure, you know, make sure to subscribe, uh, leave a review. I hope people enjoy it. I felt like there's this, this area of just focusing on Wisconsin sports, but you know, obviously other sports too, uh, to have people enjoy it. Felt like that opportunity was there to do that. Uh, so yeah, I hope, hope people support it. Send me the feedback. Uh, you know, maybe there's topics I missed. Uh, you could send them in. I can bring them up. But uh, but yeah, just subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, uh, so yeah, until next time, have a great day.